time again for Doc Shock, your addiction lifeguard podcast. I am Dr. Jacques DeBrucker, a psychologist, licensed professional counselor, and addiction specialist. If you are suffering from addiction, misery, trauma, whatever it is, I'm here to help. If you're in search of help to try to get your life back together, join me here at Doc Shock, your addiction lifeguard, the addiction recovery podcast. to be real clear about what this podcast is intended for. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes, but not considered help. If you actually need real help and you're in need of help, please seek that out. If you're in dire need of help, you can go to your nearest emergency room or you can check into a rehab center or call a counselor like me and talk about your problems and work through them. But don't rely on a podcast to be that form of help. It's not. It's just a podcast. It's for entertainment and information only. So let's keep it in that light, all right? Have a good time, learn something, and then get the real help that you need from a professional. The question I get asked a lot People who are looking for help with recovery is, why do I drink? That question is one that I answer real simply with, because you're uncomfortable. And what's funny is they'll, they'll ask that question, um, why do I drink? And the answer that I give, because I'm uncomfortable, um, never comes out of the person's mouth. It's always something else. It's because I'm uh, depressed, upset, I'm sad, I'm lonely, I'm, you know, bored, I'm whatever and it's and I and I just I always want to take people down to a different place and say it's because you're uncomfortable because it's important to understand that when you're uncomfortable what you're doing is you're reacting to it and I don't like the way that feels so I want to feel something different and feeling uncomfortable is something that goes on with us all the time and if people have addiction and that's their go-to, that's their coping mechanism is addiction, then what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to work to try to not feel uncomfortable the easiest way they can. And what's really interesting is they once they start doing their drug of choice, they, they get upset because they're using their drug of choice and now they're even more uncomfortable. So you were uncomfortable to begin with and now you're even more uncomfortable because you're using your drug of choice. So that leads me to the next thing, which is understanding that what's going on in your brain is a switch is being flipped on. It was off and now it's on. And that flip that's being switched on is what's causing the usage to not have an end. And so why do you drink? I drink because I'm uncomfortable. Why do you use heroin? Because I'm uncomfortable. Fentanyl, because I'm uncomfortable. But once I get that uncomfortable switch flipped, I can't turn it off. And I don't know what's wrong with me. And it's because that switch, and people don't realize there's a switch in their head. It really is. It's like, it's one and then it's a thousand. And people who aren't addicts really can't relate to that at all. Because they have a switch that doesn't get turned on and off. It's more like a volume control. It has like, you know, 1 and 5 and 6 and 8 and 10, 20, 30. I mean, my television goes up to, I think, 80 on the volume. That's a normal brain. They have a, they have a volume switch. We, who are addicts, have on-off switches. That's it. It's on, it's off. And 
When it's on, it's on. So we're going to talk about that today. That on-off switch. Bet you didn't know you had one, did you? Well, you do. So what exactly do I mean by the switch? Well, the switch is the thing in your brain that turns on when you feel uncomfortable. And it's really, really uncomfortable. We experience the uncomfortableness uncomfortability uncomfortableness whatever words you want to use we we experience it and we don't like it and we want to get rid of it and we want to get rid of it right now and i can't stand it and people describe it a lot of different ways sometimes they'll say um i'm ramping up i'm stinking thinking i am stuck in this negative cycling of thinking i'm getting unraveled i'm getting uh, ripped apart. My brain is, you know, whatever, whatever it is. It's just all the same thing. It's like feel uncomfortable and feeling uncomfortable leads you to want to do something about it, which results in using your drug of choice. And so what, when you're trying to not use your drug of choice, are you trying to not use, or are you trying to feel less discomfort? And that's the important part is that feeling discomfort leads you to that place where you really can't stand what's going on and you feel helpless, harmless, uh, or not, not harmless, helpless, um, and stuck. And I can't do anything about it. And it's really just a ridiculous tragedy to think that you can't do anything about discomfort except for to use a drug of choice, which if you think about it, it doesn't help anyway, because then you end up feeling crappy because you used your drug of choice. So how do we feel comfortable when we're uncomfortable? Well, you can't, it's the inability to withstand discomfort is the problem. And that is where you get stuck. Like, I can't feel this thing anymore. It's intolerable. I can't stand it anymore. And it's not that you can't stand it. It's just that it's, you, you just, it just sticks in you. You're ruminating on it. It's, you know, rumination, thinking about something over and over and over again, if you don't know what rumination is. Um, and when you are in that place where you are just thinking about something just continuously, it will not leave your head. It will not leave your thoughts. You get upset about the fact that your mother did something, your father did something, your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your kids, your boss, your friends, some stranger on the street, whatever it is. But it's usually something leading back to feeling powerless. And that's really kind of where the, the struggle is. And that's why we get stuck in that ruminating thought because we can't do anything with the thing that we're upset about. So getting where you can tolerate discomfort is really the key because that switch that literally that switch in your head gets turned on and you cannot get away from it just because you're going to ignore it. You can't ignore it. Ignoring it leads you to more of that discomfort. So finding some way to make it so that you can tolerate things is, is one way of helping with that switch. But I think the first step really is understanding that you have a switch that's being turned on. And again, I'm, I'm at that place where most people don't know that's what's going on. They don't know the switch has been flipped. They didn't even realize they had one. When I talk to my clients and I talk to people who are trying to get into recovery, they don't really recognize that they have a switch. It's like they lose their minds. They get to that place where um, something happens and they just get angry and they cannot de-escalate and so their only answer is to then go out and get high or drunk and that's really a tragic 
situation because that is not the only answer, but that's the only answer they've come up with. And it did probably work in the beginning. You know, they, they got completely out of their minds because when you're completely out of your minds because you're using duster or you're using ecstasy or you're using uh, acid or heroin, something that's really impactful um, quickly on your brain, then you are probably getting out of your mind. And, and it, it did work at that moment. But uh, after that, it doesn't work. You know, chasing the same high. Everybody's always chasing the same high, trying to get higher. And it's not working. Um, getting lost in, in that idea of misery. Um, that's, a, that's a problem. So the switch. So how do you know that the switch has been flipped? Well, uh, rumination. I'm thinking about the same thing over and over and over and over again. I can't stand that person. They did this thing and really made me angry. And I just can't, I can't even get into an empathy space. I can't get into a sympathy space. I can't get in any space except I'm just angry, upset or whatever. Well, that's your switch that gets flipped. And (laughs) I'll tell you what's really funny is when I'm, oops, I laughed. I'm not supposed to laugh in these. I get complaints about that. Um, when I'm talking to somebody and I know that they have had a particularly bad day, it's really interesting what happens when I'm sitting there talking to them and we're working through that feeling. Them being able to express that feeling in a way that is non-threatening, non-upsetting, can lead them to a place where they can verbalize it and get in that emotion and feel it is really where they start to... to um, be able to tolerate the discomfort because what they're doing is they're speaking those words and it, and speaking those words takes the power away from them. It's really that powerful. That's the magic of NA and AA and SA and OA and all the other A's. It's the spoken word that takes the power out of the thoughtful words that are ringing or rummaging around in your head, stuck in that echo chamber. And so when you are able to speak those words, that switch will get flipped back to off. It's just, are you going to allow yourself to get to that place? To get there, you have to know that you're getting engaged in bad thinking because you have a switch that goes off in your head. Second part is then what do I do? Well, if getting high was the thing you did before, then you got to do something different. So what do I do? Well, you're going to do something besides get high. You're going to connect with people or whatever. But that switch, man, it is like it's in there. And people who have addiction, they this is why they think differently. Um, the process of getting to the place where you understand what you're doing in your mind, what you're thinking, where you're at, what you're believing, what you're feeling... That's a place where that switch gets flipped, but it's also the place where the switch is going to get flipped the other way, turned off, right? It's on, now it's got to get turned off. I get calls from people who, um, until they get really into the recovery process and they start working with a sponsor and things like that, they really do get stuck in that place where they just can't, they can't do it. So they'll call me um, after hours to talk about it. And one of the first questions, Oh, I laughed again. Sorry. I'm sorry. What I'll tell them is, did you call your sponsor? No. Why? Cause they didn't have that connection with them. They had the wrong sponsor. 
You got the wrong person as a sponsor. You should be able to call them at any time. So being able to call them and talk to them and, and get back into the headspace where you feel comfortable. Um, that's really important. I don't mind my clients calling me when they need that initially because they don't really have much of a support group around them until they finally do. And then they have others to reach out to in a community. But that switch, you got to get in with those people who have the switch. They get it. They may not call it a switch. They may not say, oh, that switch got flipped. But but they, they know what it feels like to get trapped in that rumination, that thought of ruminating thought that leads them to the point where they just really suffer. They understand that in, in, in intrinsically there's something in them that is destructive they they get it so they'll talk to you and they'll they'll work through that problem of the switch so what do we do well we have a magic switch in our head that's on and off and non-addicts have volume controls it's a silly thing that switch let's keep that in mind but we have it in our heads and it's on or it's off the immediacy of detox and the need for detox is the first step in the recovery process and it's one that's becoming more and more difficult to access because of shortages of bed space and availability and one of the places that I use quite frequently in my area in the Mid-Atlantic is called Maryland House, which is part of the Delphi Behavioral Health Group. They are a treatment facility that can help with detox and transferring you from detox as a bed-to-bed transfer to your treatment center. Delphi has 15 different facilities around the country, Massachusetts, California, New Jersey, Florida, and California. But their detox facility, the Maryland House, located in Maryland just outside of BWI Airport, is a multi-bed facility that does detox only. And once you're completed with detox at Maryland House, they can transfer you to your bed-to-bed transfer to your residential treatment center of choice. They also have residential treatment centers as well, but they will detox you at Maryland House to go on your journey to recovery as that first step. So if you're looking for detox or you need to help with detox process, please reach out to them. You can reach them at 844-359-7728. That's 844-359-7728. They do have insurance coverage over most insurances, and that telephone number is open for 24 hours a day. So call them today if you're in need of detox or you're looking for a detox center and you have been turned away, like many of my clients, from detox because there is no bed space availability. I have never had issues with getting clients in and I haven't had any issues with same day admission even. So give them a call today. You won't regret it. So what do we do about that switch in our head? Well, Let's see if we can learn how to not flip that switch. It sounds simple, right? Just don't flip the switch. It's really not that simple, but I'm making it sound simple. But it is just that simple. First step, recognize that you got a switch in your head. It's on, off. It's not a volume control. You don't ramp up to feel bad. If you're an addict, you feel bad almost instantly. 
and it just sits in the back of your mind or it's in the front of your mind. It's in your unconscious or it's in your conscience, conscious mind. But it's not just something that happens uh, slowly over time. It just doesn't happen slowly over time. That's a volume control. That doesn't exist. Instantaneously feeling bad and instantaneously wanting to get rid of bad feeling. I feel uncomfortable. And boy, oh boy, addicts love to hang on to that. That's stinking thinking, don't don't you? <laughs> oh, I'm laughing again. Sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. This is serious. But I can't help it because it's so absurd. The absurdity of that switch gets flipped and you just lose your mind. How many how many of you who are listening have had had issues with arguments with relatives, had encounters with the legal system, or have been in fights because you had a reaction? Almost everybody who has addiction issues, and I'm saying almost because not everybody, I'm going to put that preface in there. Almost everybody who has addiction issues has had a history of some kind of intolerance that has led to violence or actions that were violence or aggressive towards other people. Everybody has, and it's very upsetting to them. But that is an example of the switch that's being flipped in your head. It's being flipped and you just lose control. You just lose it. And it's not because you are a bad person or you're weak or you're incompetent or incapable or not trustworthy or whatever, a bad person. Let's just put it that way. It's not because you're a bad person. It's because you have that switch. So learning how to recognize that you have a switch and do something about it is really being able to reach out and de-escalate the situation or the person or the or whatever's bothering you, just de-escalate it. Just make it into something that is not going to make you lose your mind. The only way to do that is for you to be connected to other people and to allow yourself to feel the freedom of emotional expression, a full broad range of emotional expression that doesn't become just a very negative experience for you. So... You've got to be connected to people. So that means you've got to go to meetings. And I don't want to hear, I don't like going to meetings. I don't like whatever's going on. It's, you know, the God talk or whatever. It doesn't matter. You just, you got to get into the meeting because you've got to get in the community. You've got to get into a place where you can do something to connect with people. Because if you don't, you will go back into using because you will feel uncomfortable and you will not be able to stop that bad feeling on your own. You're just going to react to it. And it's that reaction that gets you into trouble, makes you clench your fist, swing at somebody, yell at somebody, do something stupid. So recognize that you got to switch and it needs to be turned off. Now, the second thing to that is um, when it does get flipped, understanding that flipping that switch is going to result in some really bad behavior on your part. And you got to go through forgiveness. And you can reference forgiveness in all the other podcasts I've done that talk about forgiveness. Because you're gonna you're gonna get that that switch flipped and it's gonna make you upset and it's upsetting. But at the same time, you've got to be able to do something to change the switch flipping that goes on. If you pick up your drug of choice, that switch has already been flipped. At that point, it is too late to think that you're going to be able to control whatever's emotionally going on in you by yourself. It's too late. That's not going to happen. So when you get to the point 
where you're starting to feel that stuff, that's one thing. But what do you do so that that switch doesn't get flipped in the meantime? It's really important to understand that addiction is the enemy that's attacking you. You are not the problem. Addiction is the problem. So if you're switching your head is the entrance of that enemy into the gates. It's like putting the moat down on a, on a, on a, a castle. You put the moat down, the enemy's going to make it across. That's why we have, not the moat, the, the drawbridge down over the moat. That's why we have a moat, right? It's, it's a deterrent. It's something that keeps the enemy out. And that drawbridge going down, you know, and the drawbridge hits the, the other side, it's, it's easy to get across the moat. Don't give the enemy the opportunity to get there. So if you have a switch in your head and you can accept the fact that you have that switch in your head and you don't have volume control, you just got an on-off switch, then getting into situations where that switch can get flipped is problematic. So maybe you need to avoid a situation. We got the holidays coming up. I mean, we're I'm doing this during the time just before the holidays of Thanksgiving and Christmas and and, and the times when people typically will get together for family gatherings in the winter and they eat and whatever. And maybe that's a problem. Well, maybe you can't go. You know, you're in a place in your recovery where that's going to be a triggering event for you. So you can't go. So don't go. Control your switch. Protect your switch, right? Uh, if being around people, that's it's upsetting to you to be around people who... Um, can trigger some emotional stuff for you right now, then don't do it. Because the most important thing is your recovery, is your sobriety. Maybe you might miss a family event one year or a birthday. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Beats getting triggered, right? So learning how to cope is something you learn over time. It doesn't happen instantly. Addicts love things right now. Got to have it right now. Well, you're not going to have it right now. It's going to take a while. So working on your recovery, if you recognize that you have a switch and it's being flipped and you don't like the fact that you have a switch that's being flipped, then maybe you do something to work around the idea that I've got that and I can't embrace or encounter these people right now because it's going to be on. And on is not okay. Off is okay. So I'm going to change my circumstance, my situation, the people around me. I'm going to I'm going to get away from it. What other people sometimes will do is tell the person who has that switch, "Oh, that's bad because you don't uh you can't make it for the holidays or you can't come over for dinner. Why are you being so oppositional and, you know, it's like, well, cuz my sobriety's first and I'm working on it." So, I hope you understand. And they probably won't, but that's okay because you're taking control, right? So let's work on the switch. You have a switch, it's on and you're using, or it's off and you're not. You were not born with the gift of a volume control where you can manipulate and control the amount of the sound coming. And it's unfortunate, but that's what you got. So let's work on changing reality for you on off that's it right it's not two five ten it's on off and i'm not going to let that switch be flipped and so i'm going to avoid these things that cause that because that's more important to me than using 
I don't want to use. So be safe, be in control, understand that your sobriety is first, everything else is second, because if not, you will lose whatever you put in front of your sobriety, because it'll take over. And let's be safe out there. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you have any suggestions on future podcasts or future guests, I've been working on a couple of guests. I keep saying that, but they're so reluctant about coming in because they're so nervous about saying things. And it's like, just come in and talk. Or if you have uh, something you'd like to say, let me know. And let's talk about it. Let's figure out how to get clean, sane, stable, and sober. And live our full potential in life instead of suffering the misery of addiction. I enjoyed talking to you today, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please listen again and look for future podcasts on Doc Jacques, your addiction lifeguard. I am Dr. Jacques Brukert, and thanks for listening. <laughs>